Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast that explores Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, executive pastor at Redeemer Fellowship. Hanging out. Hanging out. Chilling. Just you and I. It's feeling good. Uh, uh, yeah. It yeah. feels real good. Yeah, man. You look good. In the, Jimmy's wearing a white tee like he's like in a 1950s gang. It, look, it looks good. I you like know, it. Do you know why I'm wearing it? Why? You haven't even asked. I have another shirt that's right there in my bag. Well, how would I know? I don't know. It's right there. It's sitting on the outside. Well, I don't see it. All right. All right. Well, that's the shirt I wore to work today. Okay. And then uh, I was having a meeting right. with my lawyer and some other people that mm-hmm. we're negotiating with. All right. Yeah. And then lawyer shows up. We're wearing the exact same shirt. Who cares? Hold on. Exact same shirt. Same color jeans. Same color shoes. You're like a team. We were twinning. It's fine. Twinning hard. Okay. And I, you know what? I I made it look better. Oh yeah, obviously. Obviously, skin tone, so hair, it, the whole so, thing. So it was awkward, you know. Ha ha ha! People call us out for it, you know. Ha ha! ha. Did you guys get the have a memo this morning? Right. Well, then the group that uh, showed up that we were negotiating with their their main boss that I was negotiating with, yeah. Was wearing the exact same outfit too. Okay, so what this tells us, Jimmy, <laughs> is that you do not have original style. No, you don't. I, so you, I, I was tripleting today. Yeah, yeah. That that tells us a lot. You are vanilla. <laughs> Your style is vanilla. First of all, that's that's the nature of business. You don't okay. you don't want to. Okay, so what does that mean? So what you took off your shirt and wore a t-shirt afterwards? Yeah. What do you mean afterwards? Like they left, and I'm like, I'm done. I'm sick of this. When Take it doesn't off. matter. It, it still it was long sleeve, yeah, and but, I didn't want long sleeves anymore. Because okay. it kind of it, it cuts off my circulation. No, it doesn't. No, that's a Dwight no. Schrute thing. <laughs> it, I, it limits my response time. <laughs> so yeah, that's why. Uh, All right. Well, I, it looks good. It looks yeah, good, thanks, man. Thanks. Yeah. You look comfortable. I, I'm very comfortable. I good. felt really good after that. Good. And did the meeting go well? Yes. Millions of dollars. You know, it's it's a good it's a good one. It was a good one. Uh, you know, I, I I always play this. I don't play a game, but it's one of those like, all right, guys, hey. I'm going to do like the formalities. Yeah. And then I go, all right, bye. I'm going to go back to my office. Got stuff to do. Tim will take care and of you. Yeah, the lawyer deal with the lawyer rest of it. Lawyer deal with yeah. that. Da, da, da. And uh, so, you know, they came by afterwards before they're leaving, thanked me, said, congratulations on on your company's success, all mm-hmm. that. And uh, and then Tim comes by and I go, how'd it go? He goes, you should have saw their eyes. <laughs> they were excited. I was oh, like, really? there you go. I'm going to. Everybody's happy. Everybody's happy. Well, that's Everybody's how you do it. That's how you, yeah. So it, was a, so it was a good day. Then I took Tim out for lunch. Oh, where'd you go? Turf Room. Yeah, I was going to guess Turf Room. Mm. Okay. Yeah. If you're in the area, Turf Room uh, off of Orchard. I think it's off of Orchard. Right near there. It's in North Aurora. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I just say off Randall right there. Fancy food. Fancy, good food. A little, little pricey. Yeah. You know, for some people. Yeah. A little pricey. But uh, yeah, real nice. Really good. Really nice. Sat outside. It was good. Ugh, you just ruined it by saying that. No, why? And you know what? We were in the shade. Okay, that's okay. And hold on. Had a nice breeze. I'm okay with that. It was delightful. I like that. It was delightful. In the the shade, I'm okay. Now, you are on vacation. I am. I I took a week off. Mm, How's that going so far? I'm sleeping a lot. (laughs) Yeah? That's good for you. (laughs) Yeah, I, uh, I, I think I was... I think I'm a little weary. So, uh, yeah. Jen's, you needed it, man. Jen said, you need to take some time off. And you guys have been saying I need to take vacation time. I know, but you're kind of being a baby so, or whatever. No, it's like, I just got to find the time to do it. Yeah. So, yeah, I just took off It must a be week. nice to take a week, a week. What is it, like every six, eight weeks you take a week? 
Well, uh, unofficially, I, every six weeks, I take a one-week vacation. Yeah. But unofficially, every third week, every I take th- off. I just gotcha. don't say I'm taking it off. Ah, yeah. yes. That's how Do it's it done. Do it on a Lolo. Very well done. <laughs> you need to write a, ma- a master class on. You know what? I could I could sell that. Master class. On, on skipping work. Yeah. On how to, I skipped school a lot, you know. It, you just transferred it over? Mm-hmm. Transferred that right over to seminary, too. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I still get the A. The year in lecture. Um. So yeah, man. Yeah, you know, taking a week off. So just uh, good, hanging man. out, you need it. hanging out with the fam. Uh, it's a uh, it's a good time. Killian's all excited. Are you going anywhere today? I'm like, no, no. I'm just uh, I'm just gonna be hanging out. He's mm. like, can we play uh, Call of Duty? I'm like, yeah. Oh. Although, did you get him the new one? He always they always have the newest. All right, so we got the new one. Yeah. I don't even know what it's called. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think this is SJW version. I think it's when it's it's a battle between uh, Antifa mm. and and and. Uh, what do you call it? The uh, National Guard. That's what it is. I think that's the. All right. that, I think that's okay. what it is. So, anyways, yeah, they, we're no longer fighting the Russians. I felt like every time I played that game, I was yeah. like against the Russians because the Russians are like evergreen enemies, right? You can always you don't feel bad, but you can't really make them like nondescript Middle Eastern because then it comes off as like you know Islamophobic or whatever. Mm. People get a little little nervous, but Russia, everybody's okay with you hating on the Russians. So, gotcha, gotcha. You know, like Red Dawn, the original. Oh, that's right. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. And then, and then they were doing the second version, and it was supposed to be China, and then they had to turn it into like, well, it's not China. It's just kind of like a like an Asiany red uh, somewhere. Yeah. Just don't worry about it. Just don't don't worry about just it. Just an island, mythical yeah. island that you've never heard of. Mm-hmm. This country we just made up. It's called, um, you know, China. China. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what they did. Or is it so, yeah. China with a Y? China. Yeah, like uh, like the Trump says it. So uh, I called him the Trump, by the way. Yeah. I noticed that. I, I noticed. I noticed. Speaking of mm-hmm. your love for conservatives yes. and, you know. Wait a minute. I'm was sorry. Was it but... you? Now I'm getting you on air. Right. You were about to admit it, weren't you? No, I was yes, not. You I were. was going to bring it up because I know you were, you, you were a little triggered uh, this past week. I ha- Something I received, bad happened to Jimmy. I received a package. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like a pretty deluxe package. It's a pretty nice one. I can't believe you did that. I mean, I didn't. I'm not. Listen, you what did you described it. to me sounds like somebody went above and beyond yeah. to, to make sure that you were taken care of. So I guess Fox has, or I do know Fox has that Fox Nation, right? Fox News. Yeah. The Fox News channel. Okay. Like, uh, uh, and their website. Right. They've got like Fox Nation. I nope. guess you can go like subscribe. And pay a fee. I don't you, watch Fox, so I don't and know. And you get like behind the scenes or other you content. You get stuff. You get stuff. You're like a subscriber. Are you a subscriber I to Fox not, Nation? I am you, not Are you sure you're not? I am. Po- Did you sign me up? I'm just asking. Anyways, all of a sudden, I receive a mm-hmm. package. <clears throat> yes, tell me. Tell me about this package. Tell everyone about this package. All right. Well, it has, uh, there's a mug in there. Ooh. A nice. Like, Is it nice though? Uh, no, I mean it's like it's like a beer mug kind of a thing, Ooh. glass and everything with the, like, like the Fox logo, Fox okay. Nation logo on it. Okay. Uh, a hat. Oh, like a baseball cap. Yep, baseball cap, mm-hmm. Fox Nation on it. Okay. Uh, oh, a certificate that says that I am part of the Fox Nation. You are actually a part of the Fox Nation. Uh, it says it right there on there. So and now I can, I can you're go on... ahead. I can go ahead and get it framed and yes. put it up in my office if I wanted. So you're on Team Trump now officially, and you are now officially a part of Fox Nation. There's Dude. also one last thing. What, what else did you get? It's like a, I don't know, do you call it a medallion? It's like a large coin. Yeah. A large coin that signifies I'm part of the group. It's a commemorative coin? 
Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I was just looking at coins, um, different kinds of coins mm. to carry in your pocket that are kind of cool and interesting. Yeah. Um, but I hadn't come across that. That's you cool. hadn't come across it. It's mm-hmm. not like you went and bought it for me. Uh, you know, uh, I told you that I, I did don't. not. It, I told it, you that I did not. So I don't know who did it mm-hmm. because it wasn't you. No, that's right. Greg says it wasn't him. Right. Andrew says it wasn't him. But didn't one of Greg's kids say that it was their mom? You're right. When we were on the phone. Yes. So I think you need to follow up with uh, Allison. You th- Allison, did you get this? If Allison did, she wins. She wins. Because whoever did this, they went above me. I get you a Trump flag. I sign you up for his emails. I get you on his uh, promotional tour or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is legit. They had to pay for some money for that. I bought you a $5 Trump flag. Yeah. Had to ship to your house. Anyways. Thanks. Yeah. Okay. Allison. I don't, I don't think it was Allison. Maybe it was, though. It had to be. Who else could it be? Unless it was one of the she listeners. She knows how to trigger me. But like they wouldn't know your address. They wouldn't know my address. So that's why I'm like, <sighs> okay. What? 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 No. Don't worry about it. Anyways. Anyway. All right, Joe, what are we going to talk about today? You know, I don't even care. You don't even care? I just wanted to <laughs> just want to hang out, man. I was looking I forward to I guess you're on vacation, so you don't want to plan any of these things. Huh? You know, no, I'll plan these things. You know, I've been thinking about stuff. You, I know you saw the. The, at least some of the Todd White thing. Yeah, I saw something go across my Twitter sphere on that. Now, who is Todd White? So, I mean, Todd White is a pastor that has been widely criticized for not really preaching repentance of sin, but yeah, more he, of like a more of like a health, wealth, prosperity gospel kind of guy. Yeah, he's he said some really bizarre things uh, in the past, and. Uh, if you just do a little bit of research on on Todd White, and this isn't listen, we're not Todd White experts, um, but yeah, he. Uh, if you do research, you can find a bunch of websites that catalog the, the claims that he has made and the things that he has done. Like, do you have any of those? I I really don't follow him at all. Uh, let's see. I just brought one of them up. Uh, well, let me just put it this way: he is. Um, Kenneth Copeland and Benny Hinn are his mentors. We'll put it that way. All right. So if you know who those false teachers are, gives you a good clue about the not but just the circles he is, yeah. that he runs in, but kind of where a lot of his messaging comes from. And apparently, I think he even called that video that American Gospel one, the one that uh, yeah, Costi Hinn put together or was part of. Yeah. Uh, what do you call it? Demonically inspired. Yeah, yeah. Um, so if you haven't seen American Gospel, it's a very good doc. Uh, we love the guys at Media Gradier who I think now have the rights to that and they distribute it. But um, great, great doc- documentary that that goes into the false gospel that is preached, or the false gospels that is preached by a number of popular churches and personalities today. And uh, Todd White took issue with it, mm. even though the American Gospel documentary is promoting a very clear biblical pr- perspective of what the good news of Jesus Christ is. It's dead on. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so he, he preached on, on Sunday and apparently I haven't watched the 50 minute I haven't, video. I haven't watched it yet. Yeah. Um, but we, we, we've, we've seen, we've done some reading. We've, we've watched some videos of that are dealing with it. So we are going to check out his sermon. Uh, but uh, he appears to repent of, uh, of not, preaching the whole gospel and then he starts talking about how he's reading Spurgeon and Ray Comfort mm. the evangelist yeah, yeah, yeah. and realizes I haven't been preaching law I haven't been driving people to Christ in the biblical way now when you say he repented like you know last week we talked about John Christ and right. you were not a fan I mean as as a repentance police officer repentance police yeah repentance 
What did I say? You said repentant. I'm not a repentant officer. I'm a repentance officer, which means I so police. Like you, like you don't repent at all. No, I don't need to. I'm the officer. Gotcha. Okay? Gotcha. Gotcha. Yes, okay. So, Jimmy, would you mind stepping out of the car, please? <laughs> all right. So, uh, how could you say that he had? How could you go ahead and? You I know, didn't say. I said apparently, which means like it's what people are saying. It's what mm. he is saying. Um, that uh, that that they are repenting. I mean, he specifically says that in this in this video, and he says he's. There's, I mean, there's a lot of lines in here. Um, he, here's one quote: "If people don't know they're sinners, they won't see their need for a savior." This is hard for people. This is hard for me because I feel like I haven't preached the whole gospel, and I repent. Mm. I repent. You have no idea. I was not. I will not be responsible. I believe that when I preach that the blood of. I believe that when I preach. The blood of people is on my hands. And again, he's riffing, he's talking here, but he's, he is at least articulating, I have sinned and I am repenting of that sin. And here's what I have done wrong. Yeah, I have not yeah. preached the, the full gospel. And so again, I don't know if he's repentant or not. Um, I'm just saying what he said. By the way, we got a lot of, not a lot. We got some, we got some feedback on the episode about Chris and, uh, uh, some people thought that we just gave him a pass and uh, and didn't care about the victims um, of his crimes, and so I, I tried to respond to those uh, emails uh, as as clearly as I could. Yeah, uh, to say that if you look at our past you, and you read, you, if you're familiar with our, our podcast, then you know that we are advocates for victims and we think people should be held accountable and all that. In uh, Chris's case, we were simply talking about what do you do with a guy. In this situation, yeah, yeah, yeah. we weren't really focused on the, the the crimes themselves and all of that. So uh, fair for anybody to write in and to ask us questions or to just flat out accuse us of being bad pastors. That's fine. But um, but yeah, so that's where we were. So anyways, Jimmy, this uh, how did how did you how do you how, what are you thinking about this? Is this is are you excited about this? Are you interested in this? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'll be interested to uh, actually watch the sermon and hear them and mm-hmm. then. Time will tell, right? You know what I mean? Always. Time will always tell. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of the things he also said, or at least apparently from some of these uh, grabs from the Christian Post, um, you know, here's the deal. One day you and I are going, are, are going to all face the Lord. It's the truth. Are you guys with me? Is this too much? I've been going through it, buddy. I've been in a new place to bring the reality of the law into a witness to show a person their need for grace. How can you want to be found if you don't know you're lost? How can you want to see if you don't know you're blind? How can you want to live if you don't know that you're dead? It's good. It's good. I mean, mean, these are all things I would be, you know, cheering for. I mean, he even goes on to say, I saw this when I got saved. And for some reason, it's taken me 16 years to explain it. And I feel like I've just seen something completely brand new. What I won't ever do is take the miraculous out of the gospel. It's a mirror. And so when you hear that, the miraculous out of the gospel, I mean, growing up as a charismatic, not growing up as a charismatic, through the charismatic phase, I mean, they would focus on like those healings and Mm -hmm. tongues and the, and the visual manifestations uh, uh, of the gifts of the spirit, right? The power, power, Holy Spirit, power. But, and he continues on, uh, what I won't ever do is to take the miraculous out of the gospel. It's a miracle that I can come to Jesus through all my junk and, and all my sin and him say, not guilty. That's, That's a miracle. miracle. Oh, so I was like, good, dude. Oh, I can get behind that. I can get behind that. Listen, man. I mean, it's like people. We all have these moments of of enlightenment, sanctification, mm-hmm. illumination, where we learn, like, wow, I've been getting this wrong. Yeah, I, I, and yeah, this I have could not been be doing that. Right. This, it certainly sounds like it. 
then who again who knows what's going to happen who knows you know how deep this is but i listen uh i'm not an optimist but i am a believer that god does what only god can do i don't have any hope that a false teacher is going to go you know i've been thinking about it and i just think i'm yeah. wrong i'm gonna do it different i don't think that happens i think god convicts and changes people i, yeah. I believe that that can happen and so if Todd is recognizing that, hey, I've been off, seriously off in this, and uh, and he's saying this kind of stuff, he's got a huge platform and a lot of people that listen to him and a lot of people that I think have been distracted mm-hmm. by uh, by secondary issues, if not outright false issues, right, false claims. And now they have the opportunity to hear uh, the truth and, and, and a just a purer gospel. So, I mean, like, yeah, like for me, I am that optimist, right? Like I am that individual that looks at this and goes, Praise God for that. Like, oh, for I, I, yeah. I, I want to see, you know, I, I want to see it. Like, I'm cautiously optimistic, right? right. Because people are are human, mm-hmm. you know, people uh, regress back. Right. Uh, sometimes people are op- opportunistic, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that's what Todd is. Right. Uh, because I don't know his heart or anything like that. But I, I, I want to believe uh, that this is genuine. I want well, to believe that like the Lord is stirring something up in him and that yeah. the Holy Spirit is convicting him of his sin uh, and, and for his false teaching and praise God for that, right? Praise totally. God again, time will tell. But that's the, I think you and I are saying the same thing. Absolutely. It's yeah. not, it's not, it's not that you are an optimist in life because you're not, uh, I'm not. Yeah, a, I just a, don't trust people. Right. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but like we're optimistic in this, in that, we know that God does great things and he works in That's people. That's it. And my, so, yeah. yeah. My trust is in is in the Lord, right? My mm-hmm. trust is uh, in the spirit of God able to move uh, an individual, right? And it's not in Todd that I put my faith in, but it's the Holy God. Spirit. It's in It's not Todd. It's, it's God. God. <laughs> <laughs> it's Oh, no, it didn't work. I didn't work. Yeah, trying to use your little fancy I know. I don't, I don't even know what button I pressed. Yeah. And I have it so low it that I couldn't even... No, it's going to be on here. Oh, They're going to hear it. Right, I don't even on. know what they heard. So um, I think it's interesting because, you know, a lot of us look at ministries like Todd White and we think, well, this guy is focusing on either... Um, secondary issues or he's focused on falsehood right so it, you know either he's, he's he's some of these guys are overly focused on what the holy spirit does or might do in certain situations and they're not preaching christ crucified yeah yeah or they're they're, they're farther into it and they're just preaching heresy right um but I, I i'm sympathetic to that you know idea of calling people out for for those sorts of sins especially when they have such a large following but i'm also seeing that you know, evangelical churches and even reformed churches and pastors and ministries do sometimes get sidetracked by secondary things and they their their heartbeat, their focus on what we're supposed to do, what we're called to do, almost seems to get a little confused by by getting overly wrapped up in and excited about current events give me an example like give me an example of yeah, this yeah, yeah. i'm not saying you're wrong i'm right. I, I just need context you know better do not correct me on air. oh don't correct do you never on correct air. me oh, on never air. on air no, I can, yeah. all right sorry so can you enlighten us joey and give us an example right so the way i've talked about it in the past is um most churches are issue driven and what churches are supposed to be is gospel centered and so an issue driven church can be 
conservative or liberal. It can be Calvinist or Arminian. All right. Um, it can be Baptist or Presbyterian. None of that matters. Issue-driven churches are churches that are captivated by an issue that might be good. It might be true. It could be bad. But let's just assume it's a good, it's a true thing. But it's not the main thing. And so they're, the, sometimes churches are more focused on transforming the city. All right. Some churches are more focused on, let's say, doctrinal precision. And uh, some churches are more focused on numbers. Um, you can just pick anything, right? And so these are all good things, right? Like seeing a number of people converted, that's great. Yeah, yeah. Being doctrinally precise is great. Um, but you can be focused on getting the confession right and getting your doctrine accurate while never actually properly preaching the gospel and a life of of faith and repentance, of, uh, of communion with God, and of making disciples. In other words, you could, you could basically boil down everything that you're about to one thing, and then you forget the rest. I think that if you're gospel-centered, then you care about theology, you care about reaching the lost, you care about all those things, but the emphasis, the, 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 the point, the focus is, is Christ and him crucified. And so, like, to give the example, I guess, I guess we could just talk about the current events of today. So COVID, uh, Black Lives Matter, Antifa, um, you know, the, 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 the very well-known murder of, uh, of, of an innocent man or woman. Um, like these are all things that are important. They're mm -hmm. things that we should be talking about. But it seems to me like some churches have become so captivated by the current events that that becomes, or an, or addressing those issues becomes their message more so than... Now, for some of those messages, though, is it, is it, uh, is it their, bless you, oh, bless you, bless you three times, the holy trinity of blessings. Oh, yeah, I'm, the, I'm a Trinitarian sneezer. <laughs> for some of these uh, churches that, that, are focusing i mean are some of these because it is an injustice right is some of them because yeah. it is an injustice and it hasn't been highlighted before it is the church's call to uh yeah we're called to make disciples as disciples and in that process stand up for those that are being persecuted and unjustly murdered i i do think that we need to give our people the tools as disciples to understand the world that they live in. And yes, the church should have a prophetic voice in the culture, in any given society that we're a part of. And so we have to address things like racism and abortion, um, you know, sexual immorality. We need to be able to address those things mm -hmm. and, and call people to a, a biblical worldview as disciples of Christ. So you, if you're not addressing any of these issues, then I, it, I do, I would wonder like, well, do you know what's going on? And do you realize you're supposed to equip people to walk through these days rather than living in operating in this bubble, right. this Christian bubble? Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, there's no, there's no racism in, in, in my church and we don't, you know, therefore we don't need to really talk about racism. And it's like, well, a there might be, you know, you don't know if there isn't. Um, but the, the truth is that we all have prejudices. And so we do need to be dealing with our prejudices and, and any potential concept of, of, of race and racism is important for us because we're, we're not just living in the four walls of our church. We're living in the world. So, yeah, I think that, you know, at Redeemer, we, you know, we're very focused on, making disciples, preaching the scripture, 
encouraging prayer, yeah. personal holiness, Christian community, and things like that. But we but we don't necessarily spoon feed well we don't spoon feed our people uh, any kind of political correctness or po- even political ideology outside of righteousness, justice, peace, things mm-hmm. like that. So I had somebody, uh, one of our church members, uh, sent me a, an, an email, and they're like, "Hey, awesome people!" They're like, "Hey." Um, a friend of mine goes to a church and, uh, you know, good church, but, uh, they sent this message out, this like article to all their people. And there's a couple of things I highlighted in here. I would just like your thoughts on. And, um, and it, it basically, uh, this person was raising concerns about, uh, critical race theory and uh-huh. things like that. Yeah. And, and then they sent me a text like a day later. I'm so sorry for sending you that. You don't need to have time to worry about that. And so I found him on Sunday. I said, I'm sorry. I haven't had a chance to get back to you on that, but no. Send me that stuff. That's fine. I'm your pastor. You can you can send me anything. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so we had a good talk about it and how like listen, um, I I don't preach politics. I preach the scripture, and then the scripture is supposed to inform us on how we deal with politics in our day. So uh, you know, I'm not. I, I've said it before. I only. Really, the only stuff I say about politicians is I, I sort of make fun of them a bit. Uh, I show the absurdity of our politicians in light of the standards of God and the righteousness of God, the character of God. But I don't really – I never go to bat for a politician. I just, I'm not going to no. do that. And I'm not going to tell people how they need to vote. I will tell people uh, from the scripture uh, what the values of the of our king is and what the values of the kingdom are. And I think that's supposed to guide us. So yeah, we were able to address things like critical. I talked about it and I said, yeah, I have major, major problems with critical race theory. We talked about black lives matter. And I know you and I need to have a conversation about black lives matter on air. Yeah. I think that would be interesting for people. I think, I think, I think, I, th- I think if you and I were to talk about black lives matter, um, I think it would actually wind up encouraging a lot of people. I believe that based on the conversations that I'm hearing out there where, there is very little understanding of both sides, yeah, and uh, very um, very little nuance in assessment. So, anyways, maybe we could do that sometime. But that, again, all that gets back to the point. I think that every church needs to be concerned with the potential to become issue driven, right? So, think about your church and think about what is the thing. That you are focused on. For a lot of Baptist churches at a particular stage in their life, they are all about the building. Man, that building mm, is everything. It's got to look pristine. It's got to be just right. And it's, it's no go- coffee in the sanctuary. Golden calf. <laughs> and by the way, you said no coffee in the sanctuary. Just want to make sure. We're not talking about Faith Lutheran, okay? Because nope. we we're not allowed to have coffee in the gym nope. there. We're not talking about that. We're talking about these Baptist churches that, and again, you don't have, you have a no coffee policy in your sanctuary. That's fine. But the, the idea that sometimes we get so wrapped up in the building, it becomes an idol. Or we're uh, or we we get so focused on numbers, we become overly pragmatic. Mm. Um, you know, we, you can be so about doctrinal precision that you become a hater of anybody who's different from you theologically. And uh, these things are not to be. Yeah, thing is, like, I'm not as concerned, and and maybe I should be more concerned. Like, um, when we're talking about this stuff, um, I'm more concerned about the attitude against those that disagree with us. Or who we perceive as our enemies, right? Yeah. In the midst of all that. Well, like, okay, uh, if someone has a hobby horse, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, and and hold on, you know what? That's not fair. If someone actually is, is, the the church is convicted, they're convicted. Here is this injustice that's going on. Mm -hmm. Uh, Here's a concern I have for wider evangelicalism or the Mm -hmm. American church or anything like that. I want to sound the alarm and all, you know, I'm going to stand in the gap and all these things. Listen, I'm not going to fault somebody for, uh, 
for standing up for what they're convicted, right? right? Like, for all I know, yeah, they are, th- that conviction is, I mean, I, I believe that conviction is genuine and they're sincere. Right. Uh, and they really see uh, it from their point of view, as they read scripture, they see an issue that needs to be addressed and needs to be called out and needs to be rectified. I'm, I act, I'm fine with that. Right. Right. Uh, again, I'm, I'm with you on, I don't want that to overtake what our, our mission is as a church. Right, I'm the with you on the that. gospel. Right. Correct. But um, God can, but God raises up specific individuals yes. and specific churches to specific yes. tasks. But what I'm, I'm more concerned about is how we go about that within our culture, right? Like where the message gets lost in how we're going about it. We're not winning hears and we're not, we're not, right. you know, uh, actually, giving space so that people can repent like a Todd, mm-hmm. right? Uh, not giving space so that they could uh, see the errors of their way that we can't, like we're not having those conversations in a way that actually is some people, I don't want to say that this is, this is a very blanket statement, uh, but I'd want it. I want to see where we have a genuine love for the lost, for those that are thinking incorrectly, and we have a love for them. It's like we want to we want to implore them. We want to say, "Brother, I love you so much, and this is dangerous. This is dangerous right. what you're what you're believing in. This is a danger that I'm seeing right there, and I want to warn you because I don't want you to fall trap. I don't I don't want you to fall into this trap. I don't want you to get right. this. You know, it's like Admiral Akbar. It's a trap. You know, I, I want to make sorry, what was that? it's a trap. A- Admiral Akbar was that like Simpsons? Star Wars? I'm not a nerd, dude. I don't know what you're talking about. Anyways, that that's like a cultural saying. Is it the fish guy, the guy with the fish yep. head? All See, right. you know yeah. exactly what it's I'm talking about. I've seen the memes. There you go. Um, and out of out of a love for the church and for that individual, right? They want to see them. Yeah. And that's, I just don't know how much love. For so yeah, so it sounds like what you're pointing out is God may raise you up or raise up your church to focus on a particular issue in our day. There are many issues. There's child yeah. sex slavery, there's abortion, yep. there is racism. And so the Lord may raise you up, but how you go about it does matter. Yes. And so, and again, this is where... Like, oh, I know. Here it comes. Fofo, the, what do they call it? Tone police. The tone police? Oh, yeah. yeah is yeah. that tone? No, is that yeah, tone well, or is that... <laughs> no, I know I th- what that is. Yeah, that's what this, some of them would say, but... But listen, here's the thing that I, I, I've had a lot of conversations with people during these months, recently, the last five months, and that is that people on both sides of particular issues frequently do not understand what the other side really says or yeah, yeah. why they think the way that they think. And if you will take the time to understand, like, so for example, the whole, um, I, I'm not going to get into it because I want us to have a conversation about it. But let me just say this. If you understand why somebody is saying what they are saying, you will then be better equipped to talk to them about the issues sympathetically. And talking to people sympathetically is important because it means that you're, you're not viewing them as an enemy, but either as a fellow human being, a neighbor, or a brother and a sister in mm-hmm. Jesus. So like, I think it's really important to try to understand where people are coming from and why they're saying what they're saying. In other words, if you, can actu- if you could make their case for them, then you understand them, yeah. and then you are better equipped to, if if they're wrong and you're right to actually show them the way, and you're more likely to get a hearing from them. But if you don't have a, a sympathetic understanding of where they're coming from, then you're not likely to get a hearing from them because it will be patently obvious that you don't take them seriously. So I, I just I, – I really do work to understand the people that I disagree with mm-hmm. um, 
And uh, one of one of one of our friends is uh, is a guy that uh, he listens to the podcast. He, he there's a lot about critical race theory that he likes, and uh, and he knows it a lot better than I do. Obviously, most people that have studied it know it a lot better than I do. And but what I've what I've read, I do not like. I do yeah. not like it all. But that doesn't challenge our friendship. If so, like I I really take the posture of a listener when he starts talking because I want to take in what he's saying. What can I find here that I agree with? What do I disagree with? And then you know what are the biblical principles that should form the way we move forward? See, the problem is in in our culture we've been trained that listening is acceptance. Yep, that's yeah, that's true. Right. I mean, and I think a lot about like, like uh, smoking, smoking and gun laws. Right. Notice the end. Uh, what do you call it? NRA? Yeah. The NRA. Look at the hard stance that they have for mm. it. And I, and I think through, I, th- I don't know if I read it once, saw it once. I don't know. Some documentary. It might have been Thank You for Smoking, but uh, uh, you don't remember that movie? Yeah, I do. OK. But like the Good idea, movie. yeah, the idea of like, look at the tobacco industry and look at the concessions that they made. And then it was like you gave an inch and they took a mile, right? It was the whole, uh, you, you can't smoke on planes anymore. You can't smoke in restaurants anymore. Yep. It went from like smoking section to no smoking section to outside to down Ten the street. Feet. Yeah, down the street kind of thing. Not in the city at all. Not in the city. <laughs> and so you look at like the NRA, it's like, ah, oh, forget that. Yeah, we ain't don't, playing. Don't, don't give an inch. They're going to take a mile. Right. Right. And I think we. we Jimmy's, by the way, Jimmy's not a member of the NRA. He's I am not, not a fan I of the am, NRA. No, I'm, like and I'm not, I'm not a gun guy. Yeah. Joe knows that. Like, I'm not neither for nor against. You know, there's certain things that I think to myself, I mean, I'll be honest, the last three months I've been like, eh, maybe I need to go get my license. Wouldn't, wouldn't be bad to have eh, a gun. Yeah, have one. No constitution, you, know? you shouldn't have to get a license, but whatever. You know, <laughs> just, but like, I'm not, I'm not, I, yeah, I'm not for, I'm not against, I don't. But you're I, just I don't, pointing that out. Yeah, like I'm that. pointing that out as, a, as an example. And I think we, we've, in our culture, conservative culture has really kind of adapted that like, when we give a little bit, they take more right. in the culture wars. And so we've we've adapted this posture of like, here I stand, no no more. Everything is a, an ultimate battle. Yeah. Everything is a last stand. Every stand is the last stand. I mean, that being said, I mean, the whole, the whole you know, 2016, the one thing that I did care about was the fact that, you know, the next president was going to be electing uh, some Supreme justices, Court justices, yeah. right? And that, that to me is an important thing. And so that's that, like, there is that buy-in that we all naturally have of where is things going to go? I mean, in Illinois, looking at some of the things that they're, that they're teaching in our public schools, it's bad. It's, it's horrible. It's pretty bad. It's really bad. And I, I, I praise God that I'm in a position where uh, I could send my kids to a private school, private Christian school, and have that classical education for them. Otherwise, I'd be, yeah, sorry, Michelle, one of us is going to be going to be homeschooling these kids this year you know and it ain't me Wait, somebody's got a job so yeah yeah someone's got yeah i'll, I'll do this are you my guys job. gonna do the homeschooling thing this year no no we got school so what are you talking about homeschool no i'm saying if we didn't have that opportunity oh yeah yeah if yeah. we didn't have that opportunity yeah. uh then i'd be looking at okay how do i because yeah i mean i think someone I, someone said it. I read it somewhere. This is not original to me, and I'm sure it's not original at all. I'm sure everyone has heard about this, but like the I, the notion of like, how do you send your kids to be trained up by Caesar and expect them to praise the Lord? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So you're against public schools? No, Honestly, I'm not. No, against, I get, I get it, I get it. You're, you know what? So, you're, I am against. I am against the overreach and what they're the, the indoctrination yeah, of public schools, right? Yeah. Uh, Again, that's nuance, and that's, nobody yeah. wants to nuance. It's yeah. either. 
you have to be against the cops or for the cops. You have to be against public schools or for public. Yeah. There's no nuance. Yeah. You can't just like actually have a thoughtful approach to these. Yeah, things. I've been I've been quite lucky that my kids when they're in public school had unbiased teachers that understood. You know, they understood what they were supposed to teach. Yeah, they got out just in time, man. Yeah, they- yeah, what? Well, yeah, yeah. They understood <laughs> what they're supposed to teach, and then it was very clear with me. Like, hey, hey, hey. Maybe these days Cohen and Elias are sick. Really? They you know? communicated with you that yeah. well. Yeah. Wow. It was like, oh, maybe they had an event kind of a thing. And like they understood like, and I, and I, and I think one of them was a believer, but yeah. uh, they they were very good. And so I got lucky, but I'm not, I'm not going to get that for the next 18 years. Right. Do you know what I mean? I'm not going to get that for the next 18 years. And so, but seeing down the pipe, what was coming through. Mm. Uh, yeah. It's the indoctrination part that I'm, I'm really struggling with. Yeah. Listen, it, uh, I'm all for you figuring out the best way for your kids to be educated. Right. Now that, again, Jimmy and I, we're, we're pretty chill. Like be responsible for yourself, be responsible yeah. for your family. Um, but just know like whatever you decide, there are drawbacks and there are challenges. You oh yeah. Them. And yeah, so yeah. if your kids are going to homeschool, you'd better be a discipler of your children and not just rely on the church. Now you should be a discipler of your children no matter what. Yeah. But if they're going to public school, like my kids go to public school, you have to be a discipler of your kids. Although my kids will be homeschooled, the younger ones this year, because, uh, same thing. It, well, no, it, it's a bunch of things. It, that's a part of it. It's, it's a bunch of things. So we thought a little bit more time with them, bring them back in. And plus like they have to wear masks the whole day that they're there. Oh, and that's why. That's why. Oh, you're that it's COVID like, guy. No, I'm not you're a COVID the, guy. You're the COVID I'm not conspiracy a COVID guy. No, I'm not. I don't believe in that. Oh, here we go. It's, it's not a, it's Fauci deep state. It's not a pandemic. I don't he, believe that. Oh, yo, Fauci's deep state. You're part of that. I'm not. I am not. Hmm. I'm not. No, no, no. It's just, no, honestly, like we were thinking about it, like they don't even know what they're doing for the school year. And the kids are going to be in class for some of it, out of class for others. They're, they have to wear their masks, even at recess. It's like, I don't know how they're going to even pull this off. It seems like a total disaster. On top of that, new uh, curriculum and things like and that. And that's my concern so is the curriculum. There's just a bunch yeah, yeah. of things. And Jen was like, you know what? For this year, I'm going to bring them back in. We're going to homeschool them. Yep. And then uh, we'll figure it out next year. But again, my kids, we disciple our kids. And uh, we talk about every issue, man. Even at the young age, we talk about everything. So uh, give them that biblical perspective. I ain't scared. You're not scared? No. I'm just no. annoyed. I'm I constantly just, annoyed, never afraid. Yeah, I just want us to have more conversations throughout this process, right? Yeah. Like, I just want us to be able to, uh, as as believers, uh, we should be able to be in the forefront of that, of being mm. charitable with each other, actually uh, trying to understand, like you said, the other side, the nuance of the argument, yeah. and actually working through that process together, right. uh, and yet still standing firm on what scripture says and the truth of the gospel. Here's a really safe example that no one will get triggered over. Yep. Right. Um, Leighton flowers. Yeah. 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 Knows the Lord, loves the Lord used by the Lord. Right. Okay. If we were to sit down with Leighton flowers and Leighton flowers, if we're ever in the area, we would love to grab coffee or a cigar. If you're down, um, we would love to meet up and just talk, not to debate, just to talk. And like, I know that I could learn from Leighton Flowers. Mm-hmm. We could talk about evangelism. Well, obviously, we're going to disagree on stuff, but there, we can learn from each other. And like, I think that is a part of talking. Am I open to hearing something from somebody that I disagree with on some fundamental levels and recognize I can still learn, I can still benefit from them, and then maybe they can benefit from me? 
Well, we'd love to hear your thoughts. You can follow us online on Instagram, Twitter, at Doc and Devo, or on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head to the website, DrDevotion.com. There you can contact us. You can sign up for the email blast. Hit up the store, JoeFoStore.com, and grab some gear. Fresh pod every Monday and Thursday. Blog post on Wednesdays. Later. Made it. Yeah. Made it. Feel good? Yeah. You didn't mention my my shorts. I was uh, so afraid. But guess what? This is still rolling. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, y'all. <laughs> Them legs are pale. <laughs> Bye. Oh.